Here's what's coming up on today's show. I would say, in my experience, mm-hmm. is probably the most overwhelming piece of that retirement planning puzzle mm-hmm. for okay. people is how am I going to do this? I mean, what do I need? And then once I even figure that out, where am I going to get all of that from? Welcome to Marsha on Money with Marsha Harris, the founder and CEO of Unified Wealth and Retirement Planning. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Marsha on Money with Marsha Harris and myself. And we're going to talk about income planning this go around on the podcast because it's been said that if you don't have an income plan, you don't really have a retirement plan or strategy. So we're going to talk about that on this episode with Marsha. Welcome in, dear. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you, Mark? Doing very good, uh, considering uh, that uh, you know we have some craziness going on in the world as always. I think the best we can do is keep moving forward and, and try to have the best day we can and, and uh, try to be positive and all that good kind of stuff. So that's what I'm doing today. That's my Go goal. Ahead. That's my Go goal. How about yourself? Anything exciting going on? We got Memorial Day coming up. Actually, no. The time we drop this, Memorial Day will have happened. So did you have any uh, any plans for Memorial Day? Oh, gosh. Uh is that coming up? It <laughs> is, yeah, it's at the time <laughs> we're taping it is like in a couple of days. Uh, Does that tell you how my kind of how my a little busy? Is? I okay. didn't realize there's a holiday approaching oh, here in a few days. Okay. Uh, you know, we we really like to um, probably do the typical thing that a lot of people do that weekend and just grill friends and family. And stuff, yeah. You know, grill out. Yeah. Hopefully, the weather will cooperate. We've had a, a lot of rain here, so mm. we'll see. Yeah. You know, Memorial Day is always one of those. Could go either way. Could yeah, be 90, true. could be 70. Yeah. I don't know. And rainy, right. Exactly. And rainy, yeah. yes. Well, you know, you got to have a you got to have a plan one way or the other, right? Because, uh, and I know you've got the your son, so I know a lot of times they're looking forward to doing stuff as well because their school's out, right? So kind of thing. Or getting ready to be out. So they typically School are, is going to be out in two yeah. days. Yes, yeah. it's finals week for my son. And then he actually has a tournament this weekend. So oh. see, I have forgotten that there there's you go. a three-day basketball tournament. There so that's go. what we'll be doing. That's what you're doing. All right, well, we yeah. got that worked out. Well, we're probably <laughs> dropping this after Memorial Day. So again, we hope everybody enjoyed theirs and, or, you know, and, uh, and had a good time or and try to remember the reason we have all these things and, you know, celebrate all these kind of things that we have. So there's always reasons for that. But anyway, let's get into our conversation today with uh, income plan. Do, do you agree with my opening statement that if you don't have an income plan, you don't have a retirement plan? Would you yeah, agree? I would agree with that. I think, you know, for obvious reasons, income is really one of the most important things to consider when yes. going into retirement. Pretty important, um, right? We need to it's check. It's pretty important. Yeah. So knowing where that income is um, coming from and uh, making sure that, you know, it lasts as long as you do. And mm-hmm. that's something that people have to consider, uh, you know, living 30 or longer plus yeah, years yeah. in retirement these days, which obviously wasn't something back when like social security was first established no one was living that long in retirement so they that that concern about outliving your assets wasn't there right um, well the concept of retirement's only about 100 years old if you really think about it right yeah, prior to that right. we just worked till we drop you know so <laughs> pretty much yeah so that sounds horrible it does but, yeah. but that's the way it was right i mean until <laughs> yes. we really kind of started this concept about 100 years ago to to your point and yeah i mean you turned on social security at you know 65 and you were you know, the average person lived to like 63. So you didn't even turn it on, you know? That's you, right. So, yeah. So with that said, and I think the producers are, are making our notes here, got a little lofty with this idea. They're like, think about all your clients. That might be a bit much, but think about some of your clients and try to think back through the first time you saw some, just kind of a generalize in your mind there, Marsha Forrest. What percentage of them 
coming in for the first time for a consultation and a conversation truly had an income plan the first time they saw you? Got it. Can you give us a number? Oh, gosh. Um, very low. I, I would <laughs> okay. say I could probably count on one hand, which is incredibly um, concerning to mm, think okay. that I have, I've been doing this now for quite a while, mm-hmm. uh, almost 20 years. So I've met with a, a lot, lot of people, people. Yeah. a lot of people. Yes. And we're, we're serving, you know, a few hundred people now as clients. So we've, we've encountered a lot of um, individuals over the years that have come in. And of course, that's the the million dollar question is, um, can I retire? Do right. I have enough? Right. And in looking at their their income strategy, you know, one of the first questions we ask is, you know, what what's that social security going to be, right? Is there a pension? Is there any other type of, of income that we're going to be deriving from somewhere? And many times they don't know exactly what those numbers are or even where it's coming from. Right, which is obviously why they've come to see a professional, which is good. And and so it's, that's why I was like, it's kind of like this interesting little trick question because I would say the majority of people that go in to see a financial professional for the first time is because they don't know, right? It's they just truly don't really realize what they have. We go through, we're kind of, um, I don't know, we're very programmable as a, as a species and we kind of get into this mindset of, okay, well, we're told to go to work and we're told to put money in the 401k uh, and that's what we do, you know? And so then we don't really understand. So why do you think we're so unprepared for the concept of retirement planning? Is it just, well, one thing I think is that we do a terrible job of financial education in this country, but that's my thought. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, there's just no handbook for this. You know, there's not anything that really tells us early on what we need, um, yeah. how we get to what we need. How to what's, use what's it. The how plan. To, yeah, maximize it and all that stuff, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. So it is um, It is something that I would say, in my experience, mm-hmm. is probably the most overwhelming piece of that retirement planning puzzle mm-hmm. for okay. people is how am I going to do this? I mean, what do I need? And then once I even figure that out, where am I going to get all of that from? Well, you know, we've got a couple of things lined up here. So walk us through some of the steps or some of the uh, the pieces, if you would, of the, uh, you know, of an effective retirement income plan. You kind of touched on pension a minute ago. Walk us through some of the things that you, you guys might do. Sure. So, you know, the thing that most people can relate to um, needing some planning around would be that big decision on Social Security and when to start those payments. And the maximization of it, right? And the maximization of it. That's right. And it was something that prior to the Deficit Reduction Act that was established, I want to say back in 06, maybe, there were some strategies that people could take advantage of with maximizing social security benefits that are no longer available. Mm, mm-hmm. Since some of those things have sort of been taken off the table, right. it is a little more difficult to um, you know, really try to optimize that benefit as much as you can. It's, it's quite a bit more cut and dry now. But that being said, there are a few different ages that we really look at with social security planning. And that is, you know, do we want to take early retirement, which is any time prior to your full retirement age? And by the way, full retirement age is just based on the year that you were born. Yeah, 66 or 67, depending on when you were born. Yeah. Right. Anywhere from 65 up to 67. uh, And then that's full retirement. And then beyond that, there's something we call maximum retirement age, where you actually earn what's called a delayed retirement credit for every year that you wait 
past your full retirement age up to age 70. Yeah. And that credit is actually an 8% increase a year. So, you know, over four years, it can be a a pretty nice um, increase to your monthly benefit. So determining that age that's best for that individual is the first part. Well, let let me, let me ask you, let me uh, Mm -hmm. expand on that for just one second, Marsha, if I could. So a lot of people hear the term about the break-even point or the break mm-hmm. point when it comes to Social Security. Because we have this argument, this conversation about, I just want to get it before it's gone, so I'm turning mm-hmm. it on early or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is that we hear. And then other people will say, hey, I want to ride it all the way to 70 and maximize it. But there, you guys can do a little bit of math and look at this too. There, you know, It's not 100% because obviously longevity plays a factor, but there is something called a break point or break-even point, correct? Sure, there is. Yeah, that break-even point just tells us Okay, if I were to defer taking this benefit Mm -hmm. at, let's say, early retirement age when you're eligible at 62, and I wait until my full retirement age, and let's say for me that's 66, where is the, the point in time in the future that I break even for those four years that I waited to turn on those benefits to get a higher benefit? So yes, that break even point is something that yeah, it's important to know, I think. Okay. But again, we don't have a crystal ball. Right. So if we, it would make these things a whole lot easier. Yeah, if but, we were time stamped, right? If we were like yes. milk or something and we had a date on us when we expire, you could you could create like the perfect plan. Oh, it would make what I do so much easier. Yeah, yes. Sure. So we just plan for what we know. And I always tell people, you know, that do have that concern, something you touched on, which is, I don't think Social Security will be there. Right. I'm going to take it as soon as I can, or I don't think I'm going to live that long. Well, let's plan for you living a long time rather than the alternative, which is you not living a long time. Yeah, I don't and get we, that. We only plan for 10 years, but you live for 30. Yeah. You know, that's not a very good strategy. I, I know. I don't get that. I, I, I've talked about this uh, before and not yet on our podcast, but uh, I've got a lot of health conditions. I've, I had open heart surgery at the young age of 41. I've already had a stent put in. Uh, genetics are not my friend on my, on my family side there. And all my, you know, my dad, my brothers have all passed away early. And it'd be very easy. And I do. I do go down that path of, well, I probably won't be around as long as, you know, like my mom. She's 80. I don't think I'll see 80. But I'm not so naive as to not plan for it because I don't want to be wrong either and be 80 and be broke. Right. So, absolutely, I, you know, yes. I, I don't understand. And plus, even if I even if I'm right or wrong, I still have a spouse. Right. I still have a child. So I want to, like, leave something. to. So I, I just I don't get that concept of not planning for longevity. Just do it because you don't want to be wrong. Yeah, just do it because you don't want to be wrong. And also, isn't it just a better mindset to have? For I sure. Mean, to think that, you know, you're going to live a long time versus thinking, I'm not going to live very yeah, right. long. It's a healthier I mean, mindset, is, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. much healthier mindset, yes. Yeah. And to your point, you touched on the spousal benefit. You know, whoever has the larger benefit is that's what that remaining, you know, surviving spouse will keep. Right. So the smaller benefit goes away, the larger benefit then becomes yeah. what is left for that person. Most of us so. know that, but yeah, we don't get to keep both. <laughs> no, we do not get to keep both. <laughs> they say no. Unfortunately. That's no. right. Okay. So social security maximization is one piece. There's a couple more uh, in there as well. What else are we talking about? Yeah, very few people, and I'm sure this isn't surprising uh, to anyone out there that knows anything about kind of what those social security benefits look like. Mm-hmm. Um no one can really live on that alone. Very few people can. Right, right. So if you're fortunate enough to be in that camp of pension recipients, um, it, pensions really have become a thing of the past. And now it's more, you know, defined contribution plans like 401ks and 403bs, where 
the responsibility is really on the employee versus the employer to fund that future retirement. Mm -hmm. So if you're not fortunate enough to have a pension, um, those things used to be common back in the day, but they're not anymore. They're really few and far between. Then you're going to need you know, to figure out what assets you have that you can use to supplement that social security benefit. Because again, that's generally not enough to provide a lifestyle that, you know, people are accustomed to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And right now I'd imagine one thing that you've got to really take into account. Well, this one, I guess this is a tough one is the inflation planning portion of the whole income plan. Like we have to do normal inflation planning. Uh, A lot of times I think people we don't think about that. You guys do, obviously, hopefully, right? Because mm-hmm. you're trying to strategize for that. But a lot of us typically just don't pay attention to inflation, except for right now when it's slapping us in the face. Well, f- absolutely. And it's it's been something that hasn't been talked about much for quite a while, yeah. right? Because inflation's been pretty low. Yeah, since the early that, 80s, it's been fairly low. Yeah. It has. Yeah. It has. So for the last you know few decades, we're hovering in that sort of 25 to 3% mm-hmm. average. Right. And now we're looking at triple that. So <laughs> yeah. yes, it it's is something we should yeah. always, we should always take that into consideration, but it, it hasn't really been in the forefront, certainly as much as it has become recently. Mm-hmm. So we do have to take steps to plan for that. And we, you know, position assets accordingly. And yep. there are other benefits that, um, and kind of features that products have today to help in those situations if inflation becomes an issue. So we definitely utilize those. Yeah, you got to strategize for that. And you mentioned the spousal portion of things as well from the Social Security aspect or even if you're lucky enough to have a pension, but just spousal planning, period, because the, the statistics are what they are, Marcia. Typically, the you know, men pass away sooner. We don't live quite as long as the ladies do. And so often, you know, if you're, if you're married, you want to make sure that you have some sort of a plan in place. And we, we talked a little bit, and I'm sure we'll do more of that, that it's been an underserved demographic for a long time. It's getting better, but you know you want to make sure that that both parties understand what you have, where you have it, and why you have it. Oh, that's it's paramount. I mean, really, um, I've seen this. You know, unfortunately, many times where let's say the husband was really in charge of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the wife just sort of deferred those types of you know the money issues to him, and then to your point, women outlive men, um, statistically speaking. So she finds herself in a situation now where um, she's making decisions that she knows nothing about. And she's kind of forced into something with a very low um, understanding and comfort level there. So we really want both people to be involved. That's that's certainly ideal. You know, and even if it's not your thing, like I get it, like it's it's prior to doing what I do now, like I was finance, like ugh, numbers, math, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's not always it's not everybody's cup of tea, but you should certainly have at least like that thirty thousand foot view, right? And I think again, that's a great benefit with working with someone like yourself, you know, as an investment advisor representative, as as someone who does this. It's like okay, you have a general working knowledge, you you have the nuts and bolts, so to speak people who want to really get all the way into the nitty gritty. And then you have those, it's kind of like my car analogy that I use. Like most of us know how to drive a car. We know, we know how to put gas in it and how to drive it. But very few of us want to know how to tear the thing apart and rebuild it, right? So as long as you have the basics, then at least you know who you can turn to, the mechanic, if you will, a.k.a. you, uh, if something kind of goes wrong or you need help in the event that you do lose that spouse. Yes, absolutely. We, we really want to try to always plan for 
those situations because we know that life happens and we just want to be prepared. Yeah. Um, it's always Murphy's Law too, right? The person, whether it's male or female, husband or wife that is, is um, kind of leading the charge from the financial standpoint, they're the ones that will pass away first, leaving the other person kind of shortened uh, you know, in that knowledge base. Yes, exactly. That that many times is the case. So, you know, we um, we see this a lot when people come in and meet with us for the first time. And sometimes there's just one person that wants to come in because right. they, you know, quote unquote, handle it all. And mm. we are, um, that's not something we're comfortable doing. Okay. We always want that spouse there just to make sure that from the very beginning, we are establishing that you know, it, there's a precedent where both people need to be involved. That's you know, awesome. Just so that we avoid those situations where, yeah, unfortunately, those surprises happen, yeah, you know, yeah. and then it's a lot less catastrophic at that yeah. point. Now, that's awesome. And I think more, I think the industry as a whole has, has started doing a much better job at that, uh, saying, hey, listen, both parties need to be here. We need to make sure that everybody is, you know, at least at the table and has a, a basic understanding of what's going on so that they're not caught. Because now now you're not only dealing with the loss of a loved one and the emotions that come with all that, but you're just scrambling as well from a financial standpoint, trying to figure out, are you going to be okay? And how do you handle the things that are going to be coming your way? So, you know, why put yourself behind that eight ball? Just go ahead and do it together, work through the process together and get that income plan. And that's the huge piece to the conversation. We, we all want a paycheck. And I think that's the, I'll finish with this. Marsha, the big thing that people struggle with sometimes is we've built this stuff up. We've gone to work. We've pumped money into the 401k or whatever. How do we turn it into a paycheck just like we got when we had a job? That's usually the scary part for people. It is uh, because they don't do this every day, right? right. So their their minds, are, it's, it's a concept that's very hard for them to grasp is Okay, I have sort of this pile here. Yeah, I got a million bucks, but you know, I can't yeah. take it all at one time. How what do, do I, I do? Tr- yeah. Yes. How do I turn this into years of <laughs> right. a retirement lifestyle that I want to live? What does that even look like? And and then you start factoring in inflation, like we talked about, or taxation. You know, how am I tax efficient? What about risk that I'm taking? What happens if I lose some of this money? You know, there are just so many considerations that putting all of those different pieces together in something that is in black and white mm-hmm. it becomes more tangible, right? It's yeah. it, it's something now that they can really get a picture and kind of visualize the retirement that they have always hoped for and kind of see how that starts to become a reality. Yeah, and if you're talking about, you know, a true retirement strategy, there's multiple components, obviously lots of different puzzle pieces working together, and the income planning portion or piece is a big one. So we'll wrap it up with that uh, so we don't get too, too long here on the podcast. But income planning is super, obviously super important to the whole overall uh, strategy that you're trying to accomplish with your retirement year. So if you need some help, as always, make sure you're checking with a qualified professional before you take any action. And of course, you can subscribe to the podcast and you can find out more about Marsha. You can find out more about how she can help and things of that nature by stopping by the website, unifiedwealthplanning.com. That's unifiedwealthplanning.com. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources. And of course, you can also subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. It's Marsha on Money. You can find it on the website or you can just find it by simply typing that into the uh, apps, uh, whatever app you're using, you know, Apple Podcasts or so on and so forth. So Marsha, thanks for hanging out with me and chatting about income planning. I appreciate it. 
And I hope you guys do have a great uh, basketball tourney weekend. Why, thank you. You have a great weekend as well. It was great to be with you. Thanks, Mark. As always, we'll see you next time right here on Marsha on Money with Marsha Harris, founder and CEO, investment advisor representative at Unified Wealth and Retirement Planning. We'll catch you next time, folks. The opinions expressed by Marsha Harris and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Unified Wealth Planning are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. Index or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interests, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A, page 4, for additional information.